0: So yesterday, I had a great day off. It's been my second day off since I've been here, so I went skiing, love that, and then I read half a book that, uh, so I have three books I really wanna read. Read half of it yesterday, and it's called Stolen Focus, and it's about how kinda like um, Facebook and YouTube, they're stealing our ability to concentrate and keep attention. And I, I just love the book. And it tells a story where, um, so I'm going to demonstrate. He's talking to this master ma- ma- magician. And the magician does this trick where, like, I give Pete a set of cards, right? And um, he gets to shuffle them, look at them. You know, they're not fake cards. They're real cards. Hands them back to me. And I said, now, what you're going to do is you are going to divide them into two groups without seeing the cards between red and black. And all you have to do is look at my, Pete, look at my eyes. Um, You stare at my eyes and just say left or right and I'll put the cards and you don't get to see them. And at the end, they're completely divided between red and black. So how do you do it? And so the musician tells him, he says, well, okay, let's do it again and I'll slow it up because Magic tricks are just trying to divert your attention so that you are controlled. So he does it, still doesn't get it, does it again. Do you get the trick? I mean, do you get what's being done? No, I wasn't clear on that. What's that? Not a mirror, no. What he does is, so, he you have to look at my eyes, and he's, so he really slows it down, and you give just a, you can't really, it's so quick your brain can't see it. In his eyes, he's either slightly looking one side, left or right. And whatever side I look on, and it's almost imperceptible, a hundred percent, the person will say left or right. And they think they're in control. They think they're deciding which way the cards are going to go, but I'm completely in control. Does that make sense? So magic tricks are trying to divide your attention so that you are controlled. And he says, that that's what these big tech companies do. The books on it. To me, it's fascinating, um, because you're so busy that you're being controlled. And then uh, Facebook, you know, they publish that internal thing, where you know how they, they have these algorithms to get you more and more upset. They are pushing articles to get you upset, because what they found out is human beings react more to fear than they do to happiness. That if you see a car accident, you will naturally stare at that longer than you will a little girl holding a flower. And so they're pushing this stuff at you all the time. And they know everything about you. They know everything about you. So they're pushing you. And they don't really care about the issue. They just, the more time you spend on Facebook, the more money they make. And you think you're in control, but you're not. They're pushing the articles at you. Um, and you're kind of all revved up and divided and thinking the world's threatening, and they make more and more money that way. Does that make sense? So I thought it was a fascinating book. So he goes on this um, month long detox from all emails and Facebook and everything. And he used to think that, you know, he's in the business of consuming information and writing articles and books, and he has one month free which he thought would be just a total waste of time. But what he finds out is that just cutting himself off for it, just from one month, suddenly he notices things a lot more in the world. And he's calmer. And all these other ideas start to weave together. He's not just consuming information. Now just with some peacetime, it's getting webbed together. And he's being controlled by like, enjoying other people. You think, what does that have to do with the gospel? Well, I don't know. Um, no, I do. Um, but like the first reading says, um, show no partiality, because especially in the Roman world, there were like 17 different classes of people, and you never talked to people outside your class. That uh, they kept people divided. So what Saint Paul is saying is really quite radical. You know. We, you, Romans would say, no, you stick with your own. Those people are a threat. But Paul is saying, no, be like Christ. Show no partiality. You know, love everybody equally. That's a radical message. You don't have to be controlled by the empire. You don't have to divide people. And I mention that because dividing is what Facebook and YouTube does. Um, Christ unites. Um, Christ unites. And to say show no partiality in this day and age where everything is hyper-political and hyper-divisiveness, always keeping us on edge against every threat, not that there aren't some real threats, but um, it prevents us from being a wise people. Show no partiality, just choose that we're going to love everybody like Christ, not stick with our own. And especially in Northern Idaho, there is kind of this, I mentioned this before, this, there's a kind of us-versus-them mentality. Uh, why not just say, listen, I don't care who people are. I'm going to love them. Or the gospel, where Jesus says that he is going to suffer and die. What he's going to offer us is the cross. And Peter takes him aside and says, hey, that, that's not a good message. Peter's theology is that the Christ has come to make us happy. Uh Christ has not come to make us happy, but holy. And to get to holy, we need the way of the cross, where we die to our pettiness, our angers, our ego, our selfishness, so that dying with Christ, we're resurrected, where we can love everybody. So going back, do you want to be controlled by either the Roman Empire or tech companies on who you love or who you hate, or do you want the mind of Christ, where, nah, will will die to our pettiness and ego and love everybody. And I have to say this, this is just my opinion, Um, but I'm always right. Uh, You know, I um, spent a short time in LA, and I don't mean to be rude, but wow, that is a crazy town, where um, just, it cracked me up how people, crazy things would happen if they thought, and I was in Beverly Hills. I was a priest in Beverly Hills. And I love the parishioners. They were actually really normal. This sounds strange, but they're just like us. They really are. They might be millionaires, but they're just like us. But the younger generation, if they thought like uh, there was what's her name, some non-star Hilton, Hil- Paris Hilton. Yes, thank, thank God you're up on that stuff. She was supposed to be at go to some uh, yogurt shop. There is a line around the block of people waiting to get in just because they might see paris and here's the odd part like i God bless Paris, but you know, having known the inner lives of many, many parishioners doing their funerals and their secret lives, I actually consider them amazing people, like doing people 's funeral and getting there is a secret life of amazement of all around you of They may not be movie stars, but to me, my parishioners are better than movie stars. And I'm not showing partiality, but I think, wow, if we were God and we could see everybody's life, we would be amazed at other people. I think our society is saying, oh no, you got to really worship the parish Hiltons. It's the magic trick again of you think you're in control and you're letting them control you. You're letting society or values or who's the most important or anger or division control you. At this Eucharist, why don't we take up the way of the cross and die to all that silliness so that we can truly honor Christ and each other with love. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel May God bless you for your generosity.